this is Sean Whalen Roach from People Under the Stairs. You are listening to The Horror Returns. <laughs> Victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. to the horror returns i'm lance and with me as always are my co-host uh, brian and philip how's it going guys it's going good Phillip. the weather's finally getting better yeah yeah <laughs> all right let's talk about something other than weather this yeah i know yes, right brian every time <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about nolens you ready for nolens phil oh yeah Although, I'm not ready for it in the same way that you are, because you're going to go, like, run and stuff, and I'm going to be like, uh, I'll meet you at the end with a uh, with a mimosa in hand. <laughs> long as long as you got my back at the end, man. Long yeah, there you, you go. Got a drink ready for us when, when it's done. I'll have a beer for you when you get there. And the only thing missing will be you, Brian. I know. One of, these, one of these days, I'm going to get... Uh, I don't know about running. I'll probably be there with a mimosa with you, but <laughs> no, no running, huh? No, not these days. Well, uh, why don't you run your ass into telling us what was your cool of the week, Brian? Uh, Samantha Bean had recommended a Hell House LLC found footage oh, movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. checked it out. Um, it, I will say, it is one of the better found footage movies I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah, uh, I believe uh, Kevin checked it out. And uh, he gave it the official mark of hella good. Okay. Well. So um, I never really know what that means. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, yeah, right on. And sometimes yeah, I'm like, yeah, he, what? Which what, what did he what did he come on uh, recently where uh, he gave it a high score, but he just shit all over his, it. Yeah. What movie yeah. was that? I can't remember. Well, it wasn't Witchboard, that's for sure. Oh gosh! Because I think he, that when he gives an eleven out of ten. Yeah, maybe it was Wish Upon. Maybe. That <laughs> oh, was. it was. Yeah, he was like, "Man, this movie really sucked." I loved it. <laughs> Kevin, uh, if you're listening, and we and you are. We love you, man. You know that. <laughs> um, also checked out uh, Veronica, a new horror movie Ooh. on Netflix. Um, Just heard about that today. Uh, they were talking about it on Horror News Radio. Yeah, I was not impressed. Really? Yes, I... And uh, right now, it's currently uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I I just... I don't know. I'm going to give it another rewatch. It is subtitled. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but it just... It wasn't working for me. Um, Paco Plaza did it. He... uh, The director of Wreck. Right. Uh, you can tell he did this movie, definitely. Okay, and, I love um, Greg. 
You talk there, about the, a, the original Spanish wreck, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, there are some good moments in here. It just, but it just, you know, it might be just a little overhyped. It's a lot of overhyped because the yeah. thing right now is there's a lot of people that are saying it was like too scary to watch. What? And you know, anytime a, a movie gets tagged with that, it's like, okay, well now we have to see it. Yeah. Cause there, so this has become the new have to see thing. Yeah. There, there was times I was on my phone, not really yeah. watching a movie. It was, it, it got a little boring at times. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Got to the theater this week. Uh, finally checked out uh, Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Nice. How was it? Family. Uh, it? It is a fun movie to watch with the family. Definitely. Yeah, it, looks, it looks like it's fun. So, um, yeah. Can't really say too much. You know, The Rock, he kicks ass in it. Kevin Hart, Jack Black were funny. It's a, it's a good good family adventure action movie. So, definitely recommend it. And... Uh, Last thing I checked out was episode one of uh, season th- uh, for season three, Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, Ooh, cool. yeah! I, I, I forgot that, that was out. Too. I checked it yeah. out as well, man. How, how did you? Uh, how did you feel about it? Oh, dude, I love it. Back, back to back to the old high school days, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> Def- basically, if you were into the first two seasons, uh, you just get more of the same, which is not a bad thing. It's an awesome show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I believe uh, Jack and uh, who else? Uh, I forgot who else is going to be doing commentaries over at uh, Binge. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think they may have already started those up, haven't they? Yeah, so uh, definitely, guys, go uh, to over check out Binge Media. They'll be doing commentaries for uh, Season 3. And I believe, uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. All right, mm-hmm. Phil? Uh yeah, actually my my cool of the week I was I was trying to get it to be Veronica, so um, uh, I'll let you know what happened a little later in the episode because it oh, does involve one of no. our one of our other uh, one of our other features. Um, but I tried to watch it, man, and I I did fall asleep towards the end because I was <laughs> watching it real late at night. Uh, but I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like. You know, it's not necessarily a bad movie, but man, this got the overhyped fucking shit stamp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was I was excited. This so-called scariest thing. Uh, I really I really enjoyed Wreck. So yeah, um, yeah it's not it, bad by any no, means. I think it's, it's just it's it's not even close to as great as everybody's making it out to be. I mean, it's it's like mm-hmm. an it's 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 a a, a a random foreign horror movie on Netflix that you don't hate at best. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so does so does it take place in uh, Spain? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. The What's building the... almost the building almost looks similar to the one in Wreck. Kind of. I mean the the whole right. outlay. outlay. Um, mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Um. No, I was just um. I'm curious. I mean, what. What what was it about? I mean, because Wreck was like uh, nonstop action. It was a, I mean, it was like a roller coaster ride of a movie. Was this just kind of like too slow paced, or what? I mean, what what is it that turns you guys off? Um, well, it's basically a Spanish Ouija movie. Yeah. Okay. And it just, I don't know. It just, I'm, I'm waiting. You're just constantly waiting for something to happen, and oh, then when no. something happens, you're just like. 
it's not not really scary yeah it's not anything you haven't seen before yeah exactly it's just Hmm. foreign language doing it (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Oh man! Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> you got. You guys are probably gonna. Everybody's gonna fuck with me all week for my cool of the week. But goddamn it, I had fun watching it. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, checked out another Wolf Cop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been wanting to check it? that out. Oh dude, it's fun, man. Well, first of all, it's only an hour and eighteen minutes. Okay, so you know. How much regret can you have for wasting an hour and 18 minutes of your life, right? Yeah. How um, long can they make that movie, really? Well, <laughs> have, have, you, have you guys seen the first one? No. Yes. Uh, you have, Brian? Yes, I have. Okay, it, it's more of the same. Was there more uh, liquor donuts or whatever they called it? Absolutely. <laughs> liquor yeah. donuts? Yeah. Sign liquor me donuts. the fuck up. Where's that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's absolute brainless fun. And I'm about to really piss off at least two listeners that I know that are huge Kevin Smith fans. But dare I say it's the best thing Kevin Smith has been in in the last six years. <laughs> I didn't know he was in it. That makes me want to see it yeah, even more. He, he plays the mayor the mayor of the town. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Brian, you'll love it, dude. You like, I am you, another wolf cop in here. You guys, like, oh. uh, you guys like trauma movies, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, it'll, it'll scratch that itch. Okay, and, and by the way, best wishes to Kevin Smith. I don't of know course, if you guys, uh, yeah, uh, had a heart attack and oh yeah, yeah, looked pretty bad there, but um, he's on the road to recovery. So best wishes to him. Yeah, yeah. eat the right stuff, brother. You gotta get your diet in check, man. Um, can- yeah, yeah. I read an interview. He seems to be having a different outlook on life because I guess mm-hmm. he he right. feels like he's on borrowed time now. Yeah, because uh, it it was looking pretty bad there, so. Well, yeah, he's got little kids too, huh? That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. Well, Scary all, stuff. all the best to him, man. We we kid we we love the kid, but you know he he's given us a lot of great shit over the years. Nobody can deny that. Fucking Jay and Silent Bob. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Just for that alone, he's <laughs> yep. immortal. <laughs> Iconic. So uh, hey Brian, we got any uh any any new things going on this week, man? It star uh, Chosen Jacobs uh, has joined the cast of uh, Stephen King's Hulu series Castle Rock. Uh, not too surprised there. Okay. Is he going to play a, the same character? I, you know, I thought that finding out that this is an anthology series set in the Stephen King universe. Okay. And, and there is uh, other um, other people from it that are have been cast in, in this show. In, so, including um, I, Pennywise himself. Yep. Which I actually uh, found out he will be playing an inmate at uh, Shawshank Prison. So, oh, the actor, not Pennywise. <laughs> so he's he's not going to be Pennywise. Uh, no, but I mean, it's in the Stephen King universe. You never know. Yeah, what they can do so. The Shank, he's going to be the fishy. They which they, uh, they could they could they could easily make him someone who's who's possessed by 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 the spirit of it. Exactly. That's true. Uh, segwaying over to somebody else from uh, it. Um, let's see, uh, Jackson Robert Scott, who played Georgie in last last uh, year's it. He's casted in a new movie called The uh, Descendant, and mm-hmm. it's said to be uh, <laughs> uh, almost like a, a inspiration comes from one of the movies we're going to review tonight, uh, The Omen. 
Oh. Oh, interesting. Right. Okay. I imagine that one's inspired a lot. Yeah, so uh, it said uh, it'll be directed by Nicholas uh, McCarthy, and he said not only will it be pulling from The Omen, but it'll also be inspired by uh, Bad Seed. Oh, nice. Long long as it's not inspired by Little Evil. (laughs) (laughs) The Crow remake has officially set a release date of October 11, 2019 and will star Jason Momoa as the Crow. I don't I still don't like that casting. <laughs> I like do the, not like that casting either. Yeah. Physically speaking, that's the exact polar opposite of what the Crow is supposed to be. It's <laughs> well, almost books. it's almost like when they said they were doing a Big Trouble in Little China remake. Okay. And they casted the Rock. He is right far from Kurt Russell. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not upset with the casting decision, assuming it works out. But what are they gonna do to this movie to make it even half as iconic as the mm-hmm. original? Like, yeah. why it, are you even trying this? Because the sequels right are so shitty. Right. I don't know if you guys ever seen. Mm. Like, one of them has a uh, Edward Furlong. You. You know what? Yeah. I've I've purposefully avoided them. They're bad. I, I enjoyed really the first bad. one so much. Well, but, and even uh, going back and watching the first one, it's super dated. Yeah, uh, like right. there, there, there's no way they're going to be able to catch the magic. I think it was just it's the, the whole idea. It's like remaking the Goonies, which they'll do at some point, but it's a dumb yeah, idea. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it'll never be the same. It'll yeah. never capture that what the first one did. Um, right. Sure. We we will see October 11th, 2019. I guess. Uh, Crash and bomb. All right. uh, This just came out today. Um, Netflix is making a a new superhero action movie called uh, Past Midnight. And Keanu Reeves is uh, in talks to star in it. Okay. And here's the uh, interesting. um, Rick uh, Fumiyama, I believe I was saying his name. He's uh, directed 2015's Dope. Uh And he's also directing the upcoming... uh, Charles Byrne adaption uh, Black Hole. He's set to direct with the Russo brothers, which people know them from uh, Civil War, Civil Winter War Soldier. The up- yeah. yeah, the upcoming, yeah. the new, the new Avengers movie, right? Yeah, they're going to produce. Oh, um, now hold on. You, what what movies had this guy directed? Uh, recently he did Dope. I don't know if you guys ever seen okay, Dope. Yes, yeah, that was a pretty good one. The one about the the young kid, right? Yeah, they're like they're like '90s hip hop nerds, and oh, dude, that was a really good movie, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, that was he a really re- good movie. He recently was attached to uh, to do the Flash movie, but he had dropped off uh, because ah, okay. DC does, Warner Brothers doesn't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Yeah, well, that that might be a good sign too, because he obviously mm-hmm. does good like artistic work, and then yeah. they have producers that have worked on. Big fucking Marvel movies, so yeah, it might be a pretty good combination. Hmm. Yeah, and and I I had read that Netflix is investing eight billion dollars this year Ooh. into uh, movies and original uh, series. Yeah. Okay, I guess so, you're ready um, for prices to go up, huh? <laughs> yeah, yet again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you know it, man, it's Netflix to get Netflix is going to be as much as a whole cable package. Yep, it's going to be the yeah. cable. Somebody needs to reel them in, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're spending money like they're out of control. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's our money. It's, They're like the government. <laughs> it's Who gave get, goddamn college kid a credit card? It's going to get crazy here right. with these subscription streaming services. Because now I'm hearing that the Disney one that we had talked about is not going to feature any R-rated material. Every as far as R-rated material, they're they're going to have it on Hulu. Eh, that's so. cool. I I can live with that. I mean, that's not you know that that's not like a deal breaker. And they said they were going to reasonably price that. Is that still the plan? Because they they were supposed to price it at like five ninety nine or six ninety nine a month, commercial free. Yeah, they said it can even be as low as four ninety nine. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. You know, as long yeah, as but once you add everything up, you're going to be paying eighty dollars a month. Yeah, you're going to be well, paying cable prices. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get all those all those different formats together and you're having to purchase every one of them, I guess it's yeah. just basically going to be just like what we're doing now. I mean, we're most people pay 100 bucks a month or more for cable anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Our final thing we're going to talk about is again Quentin Tarantino's Manson uh, inspired uh, movie. You know what? I'm getting tired of hearing about this. <laughs> Officially casted Brad Pitt. Okay. I'm joining I'm, Leonardo I'm, DiCaprio. I'm officially tapped out. Fuck this shit. And then they changed the name to something totally non Manson. You know uh, once, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What the is fuck the is title. that supposed to mean? Okay. I'm, I'm all right what? with it, man. You know it's what? Tarantino. What, how bad can it be? No, I got a theory. This is a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, they released. Uh, a little bit about the movie. It said um, a story that takes place in Los Angeles, 1969, at the height of hippie Hollywood. Okay. The two lead characters, Rick Dalton, played by uh, DiCaprio, former star of a Western TV series, and his longtime stunt double, Cliff Booth, which will be played by Brad Pitt. Oh. Both are struggling to make it in Hollywood that they don't recognize anymore. But Rick has a very famous next door neighbor, which is Sharon Tate. Oh, Interesting. So, that is uh, a little this, bit of uh, uh, information yeah. about. You know the movie. what? I, I already told you guys last week. I, I still haven't even seen the Hateful Eight. You know what? I used to be the world's biggest Tarantino mark. I, I don't know, man. It, it, this guy may have gone off the reservation. And I and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that. So, well, I'm yeah. Interested. The Hateful Eight was not exactly a commercial success. I mean, it was a good movie. It's very talky, but that's, you know, mm-hmm. it, Tarantino's real dialogue-driven. Okay, so, well. Uh, but I, I, he's still got his quirky thing from Pulp Fiction going. It's just not quite as cool as it used to be. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we're all going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the release date is set at August 9th, 2019. <laughs> All right, okay. well, not and too long to wait. That is all the news. All right, boys. Well, I ain't going to be joining you this time because I yeah, trying to get packed up for New Orleans, so I ain't going to make it to the park. But uh, why don't you two boys take that little trip down to the trailer? Why don't <laughs> hey? Why don't you guys bring us the the good, the bad, the ugly, the the weird, and all that other shit? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about is Demon House, starring Zach Baggins, Jay Walsey, and Billy Tolly, directed and written by Zach Baggins. Is he related to Bilbo? That was the first thing that popped <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I had um, to ask. 
This is a, I believe it is a horror documentary. Yeah. But I was a little confused because it didn't really look like a documentary. It looked like a movie right. that was being, like a acting, acting like a documentary. documentary. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, Paranormal investigator Zach Baggins documents the most authentic case of possession in American history. And then I did some uh, looking up on IMDb. Apparently, the house that they uh, filmed the movie in, um, he was so scared of the house that he burned it down or he had it torn down. Really? So I don't know if this is an actual documentary. I kind of doubt it. I don't know. See, that was the look I got from it, too. I mean, I'm always up for a good horror documentary. Uh, I, I think that they're cooler when they're real. But this looked like... Well, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, I think. But <laughs> it looked like it looked like a a, uh, a a fake horror documentary that may have been once loosely based on fact. Yeah, made fiction, and then made it into more fiction when it's a fiction documentary. Maybe what they did was maybe they had footage of actual stuff they shot for a documentary. And they kind of mixed it in with uh, stuff they filmed for, I guess, a movie. Yeah. So, all in all, it looks shitty, but I'm totally going to watch it. Me too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we will see this uh, come out soon, uh, March 16th. Okay. Moving on to our next one is Bloodfest, starring Zachary Levi, Jacob. Batalon, Tate Donovan, and others, directed by Owen Edgerton. Oh, Chuck Chuck himself is going to be in this one, huh? Yeah, and I believe, uh, I'm not, uh, it says uh, Rooster Teeth is the company that's doing this. I've heard of that name, I'm not too familiar, but I recently posted the poster on our Facebook page, and uh, on the poster it says The Nerdist, so Ah, I don't know if it's one of their companies. Oh, interesting. Um... This looks super fun to me. Yeah. Um, I think the premise is they go to some kind of a concert or some kind of event. And uh, basically all hell just breaks out. Uh, they think it's part of the show and they, it kind of seems like they <laughs> find out right, they're, they're, they're a part of the show. Sound like, they've, like been, they've been hanging out with Lars from Denmark, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, 31, but kids and some comedy mixed in. Oh, yeah, um, I got the synopsis here. Sounds, fans flock to a, amazing. Fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. As festival attendees start dying off, three teen- teenagers more schooled in horror film cliches than practical knowledge about neutralizing psycho killers <laughs> must band together and battle through various madmen and monstrous monstrosities to survive. Oh my god! So, it's like thirty-one meets scream, epic. man. This sounds epic. <laughs> it looks really good. I, this was the one I was most impressed with. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and this one is also uh, getting a release date here uh, real soon, March 9th. So I am definitely interested in this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, man, I'm all in. 
Our last trailer we're going to talk about is Pie Whack It, starring Nicole Munoz, Lori Holden. Which who, who did she play on The Walking Dead? I really hated her character. Uh, <laughs> I think she played the... Uh... Ah, damn it. Carl's love interest, right? No. Uh, what? She was the blonde chick. Is oh, this the one that, that, uh, one of the two that Carol had to put down? The two yeah, uh, yeah, little girls? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. The the older one. Okay. Oh my Who gosh! Knows, I, if you if you pull up her picture, you'll like oh her. Oh, and I, okay. I thought they were talking about the little uh, dark haired girl. No, this is. No, uh, the, we have, we have listeners right now that are fucking screaming. I know, like banging on the steering wheel. <laughs> well, anyways, the, the, the chick on, that's Steven still alive in the comics. That's 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 uh, that's. God damn it! What is her name? Anyways, that 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 chick. Out. Uh, Michonne. No, no. The main chick that's still alive in the comics. Maggie? No, no, but she she had a story arc in the in the show where I guess she met up with Michonne and they were like together for like nine months by themselves before they met up with the group. <laughs> and she was sleeping with uh, John Bernthal's character. The governor locked her to room with the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. That chick. Anyway. Are you guys talking about Andrea? She's still alive in the comics. Yes. She's Rick's yeah, her, her. In the comics. Okay. Yeah, her. All right, we did it. Anyway, she's Wait in this movie. It just takes some time to get there. Aye, <laughs> okay. aye, aye. Sorry, guys. Uh, also starring Chloe Rose and others, uh, written and directed by Adam McDonald. Um, okay. This looks like run-of-the-mill kind of ritual witchcraft summoning demons type of movie but it's called pie whack it yeah i guess the demon is called pie way better (laughs) but i but possibly the most least intimidating demon name ever (laughs) but on a plus side i have been hearing about this movie since last year i think it's been making us run through the festival circuit so okay there there might i mean i wasn't impressed with the trailer, it wasn't like nothing I haven't seen before, it, other than you know a demon named Piwacket. <laughs> but uh, sounds like I just Monty, like Monty Python demon. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Piwacket. Um, <laughs> I I will Don't watch it, it because uh, I will watch it because Lori Holden's in it, and I really right. hated her character on Walking Dead, and she looks like a character right. in this movie that I might hate also. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so we're ready to watch her die. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Well. Okay, bitch. Uh, and this one is also coming out this month, uh, March twenty third. Wow, going to be a big month. And that is the last trailer. All right, Phil. Got any feedback this week? Probably not as much this week, huh? So let's see what we got for listener feedback uh, regarding the movie Truth or Dare. Samantha Bean says uh, sci-fi did this movie back around Halloween. It was pretty decent, actually. We liked it. Uh, after watching the trailer for Blumhouse, Blumhouse's movie, uh, it's basically like they took the sci-fi movie and just hyped it up and added a ton of money to graphics slash explosions slash whatever. Oh, uh, Hollywood. She says, I'm going to stick with the sci-fi one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that ever. Yeah. No <laughs> hey, Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> about Brian's story, 
about Kurt Russell's destruction of the vintage guitar in the Hateful Eight. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah def- that's right. <laughs> I remember that. Um, the Hateful Eight. Uh, Ryan Stevens says, if this is true, uh, that's a pretty fucked up thing to do. He didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think he did it on purpose. Really. Yeah, he, he, he said he was just kind of... Uh, <laughs> Improvising like really, in a scene, right? I really it, like it, Kurt Russell. Thought it, I mean, you thought it was a prop, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was a prop, but it was a hundred thousand dollar prop. Oh no! And I, I, you know, reading that story, I, I was just kind of like, "Did you really need a hundred thousand dollar, you know, antique prop guitar sure. in there?" There you go. That's that's rock star shit right there. <laughs> Uh, Darren Wilson says, uh, yeah, the museum was officially pretty pissed when that happened. I imagine. Kurt <laughs> sure Russell's got the money to pay for it, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I should hope so. Uh, except that he probably didn't, because he's like, whatever, that's not my fucking fault. Quentin, where's your fucking checkbook? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Ryan Stevens also says, uh, Black Panther was fun. I think it was a bit overhyped, but I enjoyed it. I think that's the best, simplest review I've ever seen of this movie. It's yeah, making a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it's yeah. Gonna, I think it's going to take the weekend a, a third straight week. A third straight week? Yeah. Probably and I, will. And I believe it's, it's already... Legendary it's already, status. Yeah. It's already surpassed Justice League in a yeah. total well, box that's, office, I that's not hard. That's not hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're 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 killing it, and it has definitely become right. a really iconic movie. Um, yeah, whether deserved bad. or hey, not, it was too still bad, good. Too bad, too bad. We're in between seasons on the uh, the the uh, binge media uh, movie movie league, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys sign up for that this year? You know, I was going to, but I didn't. I yeah. just, I don't think I have the time. And I, the last time I did it, I just, I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, I don't I even I don't even know what place I placed in it or kinda, what points I, kinda, I had. I kind of skated in at the eleventh hour. Ah, oh, Phil, I should have made you put a team together, man. <laughs> next year, next year. All right, we'll do it. Okay. Uh, regarding mute, uh, Sherry Pierre says that's on my list. Watching Full Metal Alchemist right now. Okay. Uh, thanks. Oh, oh well, that's it. Thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. And as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page. Uh, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Or if you wanted to, and I'm going to twist your arm here, go to iTunes and leave a review, preferably five stars. Uh, yes. We love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Cool. Well, if we were going to have a low uh, feedback week, this is the week to do it because we're back to uh, the year in horror, as we like to do every quarter or so. And that means instead of the usual two movies, we're going to be following, uh, talking about three tonight. And the year in horror uh, this time is what year, Brian? 1976. It was a very good year. And I know that because I was actually alive back then. You guys weren't. Check that out. <laughs> no, I wasn't. So it was America's Bicentennial, boys, and everything was red, white, and blue. There were fucking parades. Like, uh, I remember parades on TV like every fucking time you turned on the TV. I remember they had fireworks going on in old uh, ships in Boston and in Baston Harbor. They were showing that on TV. They were showing, uh, hey, King Kong. 
the movie King Kong had a uh, had a bicentennial uh, celebration in it. So yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of public smoking going on. There were every house that I, I remember every house that my parents would take me to visit when they went to visit friends. Everybody had their own bar set up with every conceivable bottle of liquor you could imagine. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, we were all born a little too late, boys, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Oh, man. To be like, uh, could you imagine being like 25 years old and single in 1976, boys? <laughs> it's a good way to get locked into a uh, high school gym. Well, let's move on to our movies. So, let's start out with the first one, uh, which is the film adaptation of Stephen King's first novel, Carrie. Director of this was Brian De Palma, also known for Blowout and Phantom of the Paradise. Uh, You guys ever seen that? No, I haven't. I need... Ah, okay. That's got to be on our list. Uh, okay. The boys, the boys from uh, Helming Power Hour, have uh-huh. done it before, and uh, they've they sold me. I'm glad you guys haven't seen it. We got to we got to schedule that one for a future show. Cool. Okay. Writer, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cult classic. Writer um, Lawrence D. Cohen, also known for Ghost Story and the original TV miniseries of It. Oh. While speaking at a book event in Fort Myers, Florida in 2010, Stephen King recalled that he was paid just $2,500 for the movie rights to carry. No kidding. (laughs) Which may seem like a pittance, but he he has no regrets in his own words. I was fortunate to to have that happen to my very first book, King said. And as they say, boys, from there, it's history, right? Yeah, I believe he's gotten the rights back since then. I hope he has. Uh, you know what? It may be time for yet another reboot of this then, huh? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's classic, like, taking somebody's talent and just fucking him for it. $2,500? Yeah. I don't know, on, man. man. I mean, at the time, dude, it was 1976. And, I mean, what else had he done? It, and, and, I mean, shit, dude. He's got a point, man. I mean, it, it. his first book ever got made into a movie? I mean, fuck. Yeah, but if they were putting that much into it, I mean, the book right. was already pretty popular. Yeah, and, and uh, obviously spent a lot more than that on the movie, right? Yeah, like uh, 2500 at least buy the guy a fucking car. Right. <laughs> well, How much I'm, of that 2500 went to cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if not all of it. That's how, uh, what was that trucker movie that we watched? Oh, Maximum Overdrive? Maxima, that's how Maximum Overdrive happened. <laughs> we're we're going to call it $2,500, but we're also going to give you a giant sack of cocaine. <laughs> he would consider that Deal. a bargain. <laughs> uh, when, and one, one other little piece, no, two pieces of trivia here. Um, when Sissy S- Spacek was preparing for her character, she, is- oh, I mean, you talk about method acting, she isolated herself from the rest of the ensemble decorated her dressing room with heavy religious iconography and studied Gustave Doré's illustrated Bible. 
She studied the body language of people being stoned for their sins, starting or ending every scene in one of those positions. Wow, sissy. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I'm glad she didn't go full Heath Ledger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, she she definitely took that method acting thing, though, no and you doubt, can tell in this no one. Doubt. Uh, sissy Day-Lewis, huh? Yeah. And final thing, the prom scene took over two weeks to shoot and actually required a total of 35 takes. Hmm. So, uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. I, you want to go first, Philip? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't really matter. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think that this is one of the horror classics. The 70s was pretty amazing as far as horror movies go i mean talk about like the exorcist came out a couple years before i mean just every year in horror we've done so far has been the 70s or 1960 and it's been like just three heavy hitting movies one after another um this is another one i think that this belongs on the top 10 uh all time of horror uh and it's it's a classic it wow. it doesn't hold up quite as well as uh, I wanted it to. Um, there's some scenes that are where the editing and editing is kind of put together, and uh, you know maybe the things that they're saying, the back and forth, don't make quite so much sense. John Travolta mm-hmm. talking to you <laughs> <laughs> was not hit the best acting job in the world. Uh, but he, oh, you mean the giant? I'm John revolting. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I think it was one of his first roles, you know. So he was he was definitely playing the pretty boy. Um, the the mean chick in it, I thought was uh, Nancy Allen. Su- Chris, Chris, what was her name? Chris. Uh, she was super fucking smoking hot. <laughs> right. Yeah, those. I think those two were both in Blowout too, weren't they, Brian? The really? Palma movie. I think so. Pretty sure those were the two main stars in that one. Uh, but they they had pretty good chemistry together. Um, yeah, she's a bitch, but I loved her. I I don't know what else to say about this movie, man. I thought yeah. the uh the the imagery was pretty amazing towards the end where she gets all doused in blood, right. and uh and and you you. You almost stop feeling sorry for her and get scared of her, man, because she looks like the fucking creature from the Black Lagoon, like some scary horror movie shit when she's all drenched in blood and and her eyes get real big and she like cocks her head to the side, you know, mm-hmm. like she's they 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 get that silhouette of her down and then she becomes sure a, a true horror icon. And uh, I think that's what this movie is, man. It's it's one of the classics. If you've yeah, never I, seen it, definitely go watch it. I definitely agree with you. This is definitely a classic. It is a product of its time because mm-hmm. we don't we don't get locker room scenes like that. Yeah, sure. Full frontal, and <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? How old? Oh, it gro- it, it, it gro- that, there's a scene in there that grosses me out. Period. Blood grabbing yeah. on people. Like, no, stop. Right. Stop grabbing me. Hey, man, that's that's the sign of good movie making, dude. Yeah. Um, if, sissy... it makes you, if it makes you uncomfortable. I mean, I was sitting there watching it with AJ, and I hadn't seen it in forever. And I was getting super uncomfortable <laughs> with yeah. sitting there with my wife watching this scene, you know? Yeah. And Sissy Spacek, she plays that role very well, that very 
socially yeah. awkward, weird, withdrawn kid, and I bought it throughout yeah. this movie. Because she's like pretty in an awkward way. And um, I also have to give it to Piper Laurie. Man, oh, wow. she was yeah. just Role of despicable, a lifetime, right? despicable in this movie, and she just mm-hmm. played it very that abusive, religious, overly religious, you know, mother. And I was that was also a role that I just completely bought into. Yeah, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think everybody did a fantastic job, even the girls that were picking on her, because I hated every single fucking one of them. That that that's what really gets me with movies like this. Uh, bullies, I hate them. I hate sure. them so yeah. much, and it just they played it so well. And and one thing I had a problem with there was uh, I don't know if you guys know the actress uh, Edie McClurg. She played. She's been in a whole bunch of movies. She was. Uh, you probably know her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She played the the secretary. The pr- was she the secretary or the, or like yeah, the, the, the principal? principal. Sec- okay. Yeah, or, Se- secretary uh, to the principal. She was the one with the glasses in this, of course. How the fuck was she part of the cool kids? Everybody was, says he's a rad know, dude. Night. <laughs> <laughs> the stoners, the loners, the geeks, the geek, the, the Jesus freaks, they all think he's one awesome dude. I don't know the line, but... <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot she was in this movie. and then I, I didn't realize that. it was her. Yeah, I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh, you're one of sure. the, the, the cool kids, and... But hey man, it uh, you was get, 1976, dude. It was a different yeah. time. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it just adds to how socially awkward, you know, Carrie sure. is. Because sure. you even got, you know, the girl that's kind of like the nerd, not really as cool and pretty as the other girls that also picking on her. Well, uh-huh. when the when the teacher knows that, okay, she's the weird chick, then right. she's definitely the weird chick. Oh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of slapping going on in this movie that Absolutely. would not go down in yeah. today, especially which is teachers, good. You got teachers slapping kids. What the you fuck got John, John Travolta slapping his girlfriend. Well, yeah. maybe not so much that. <laughs> Don't call me stupid. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. man. Those, those two, those two were the epitome of a dysfunctional relationship, weren't they? Yeah, and, and again, like I said, it's a product of his time. There was, you know, right. a lot of smoking going on in in, in oh, classrooms yeah. and principal's office, and and but, just um, to throw out there, uh, she was saying Billy very, very clearly with oh, uh, and the blowjob with scene? mouthful. Yeah, yeah I, right. you know what? I have it right here. <laughs> I have it right here in my notes. I was like, I don't know how much of a blowjob he was getting because right. she was clearly saying his name. Or there's just not a whole lot there to give a blowjob to. John oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> But overall, I thought this was a fantastic movie. And uh, it is definitely iconic. You know, the, the pig blood scene is iconic. The, oh, yeah. the scene where she's walking through the fire is iconic. And then, of course, you got mm-hmm. the, the very famous, they're all going to laugh at you line. Absolutely. So um, definitely dirty, classic. Dirty pillows. They're called breasts, mama. <laughs> well, this was uh, this was an outstanding novel. It, for a first novel, it was really, really good, and it and it was actually a fast read. What a Stephen King novel that's a fast read. What you know, it it it's it, it it's probably one of the shortest books he's ever written. Um, and there's a lot of different directors that probably could have done well with it because they had you know really good material to work with. But I think Brian De Palma was the absolute perfect director 
to take this movie on. When you get to that scene where uh, uh, you know Carrie and and William Cat's character, are greatest American hero, the greatest American hero, they're up there about to be uh, crowned king and queen, and you know it's coming. And that particular scene, it could have been done so many different ways. Like a hack director could have basically just had you know the rope pulled and the bloods down, and then they get into a bunch of CGI bullshit. But the way De Palma, he is such a... He's probably the best director when it comes to building suspense since Hitchcock. Because the way this scene played out, you knew. You knew from the fucking movie poster that it was coming. Yeah. And they dragged this thing out where you're like, well, is something maybe going to happen? Yeah. Is maybe Amy Irving's character going to stop this in time? Is something going to go wrong? You know, I was honestly, I've seen the movie probably a dozen times, and I'm wondering, is it really even going to fall? I was doing the same thing. I was like, okay, maybe something will happen this time, even though I've seen it a hundred times. Masterful (laughs) directing. De Palma, he is, two things that he's good at, building suspense and putting women in peril. If you see a, a lot of De Palma movies, he's extremely good at making you, you know, worry about what's going to happen to the main female character. And he's really good at building up suspense. I can't think of a better director for this. And the way that they put some of these scenes together, like where the coach was making all the girls do the calisthenics and stuff like that, and do, you know, penance for what they did to carry in the opening scene, and the whimsical music that was playing, and the way that it just kind of built up, and you could just see the characters seething. And, and certain characters, like uh, Amy Irving's character, you could tell she had a change of heart. She was like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be treating her like this. Maybe we should be human to her, you know? She's a person also. And then you see the way Nancy Nancy Allen's character was going in the exact opposite direction. And you could just see her seething and just getting madder and madder and madder that she's having to go through this for this stupid, you know, bitch. This fucking outsider that's not a part of our world. You know, she's not even human. She's subhuman. I don't care anything for her, and she's just starting to resent the coach and resent the situation and that's great acting and it's really great directing so you know th- this was uh, it was it was a masterful film i loved it so uh, do you think uh okay so what was her name sue the the one that, that that was trying to be nice to her right yeah amy irving's character right and says yeah and says uh y- you can go ahead and take my boyfriend to prom which i don't know how that works but uh, do you think that they maybe were in on it? I or... thought that at first, but uh, on this viewing, I, I had I had the impression that they they were really honestly trying to do the right thing. And I think William Katz's character was just kind of like, you know, so fucking dumb that he was just like kind of <laughs> going along with it. Did, Amy, yeah. did, did, Sue, did Sue have something, you know, up her sleeve that she wasn't telling? And when she tried so, so hard... To warn the, the the teachers and the and the the adults over there of what was going on, I don't think she, I don't think either one of them had. I think they were honestly trying to do the right thing. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think I think you're right because I think I think she did have a change of heart and I, and uh, what is his name? Greatest American Hero, William Cat. He, yeah, I, I, I you're spot oh, the on because he was kind of Tommy, Tommy, right? Yeah, he was just kind of just going on, just going along with everything. <laughs> going with the so, flow, huh? Yeah, because it, it wasn't really 
because you know, like like you said, Philip, here, just take my boyfriend, go go to the prom, and he was just like, okay, yeah, you know, he didn't, I, didn't really need to know why. I don't understand how that ended up being the answer, and everybody's just okay with it. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, I I don't think they had any knowledge of what was going on. I think this was purely John Travolta and the other girl, and just mm-hmm. and them them taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, because they're just fucking horrible people. I mean, we didn't yeah. even bring up when they got the pig's blood how they killed that pig. Oh, oh yeah, right. How they he's were like just assholes beating, on top of assholes doing. Yeah, it. just beating the shit out of a pig with a sledgehammer while she's just like cheering him on excitedly. I'm like, you guys are horrible. Yeah, that is how serial killers start. You're on the right yeah, path. That's true. You're right. Animal abuse, that's typical. So what do you guys think about all the symbolism in this? Like, uh, yeah, of course, you notice the the exact way uh, Piper Laurie's character was, uh, just like that Jesus statue when she died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was weird. It was like it, it, it was almost like Carrie's uh, character was like acting out the only thing she knew. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure was, that had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it, it, what was with all those candles that were on in the house when when Carrie got home from the prom? Human sacrifice. Atmosphere. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that was that was really weird, huh? It's like, first of all, how do you take the time to light that many candles? And secondly, where the hell did she find them all? Were they just yeah. laying around, or I mean, what's up with that? Have you seen her mom? Probably. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, she was locked in that little under the stairs closet. With I mean, she's like those kids that they found in California or what the fuck ever, where they were mm-hmm. like seventeen of them and they were all locked up. She's like that, but just just one of her. And. But was she really locked up? Because it's like once she got done doing her penance, she just kind of opened the door and, and mom turned around and looked at her and said, OK, you can go to bed now. It's almost well, like she... it's like those animals that they say when you tie them up and and uh, they get used to being tied to something. And then you can just drape the rope over the the piece of wood or whatever. And they think they're tied up. Well, yeah. I always took it as she definitely knew what the consequences were for coming right. out. Right. That is and not like, the first you, time she's been stuck in that closet. Exactly. True. So I'm sure she's grown up like this, and she's just, even though she argues with her, no, mama, all the mm-hmm. time, <laughs> then, uh, I mean, she knows she knows how bad I'm sure that it can get. And obviously it got a little crazy when her mom decided that she was going to fucking stab her in the name of Jesus. Wow. Because right. even though she pretends, uh, she says she she tells a story like she got raped. I don't think that she got raped. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of well, what's she, wrong with the rape it, culture. And she said, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed right. it. <laughs> yep. That means that uh, you probably right. weren't getting raped. You just had a bad decision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could go on and on about this movie, but we got two more to cover. So I, I think it's safe to say we we're all probably going to give it decent scores, huh? Yeah. yeah. Who's first? Uh, I guess it's me. Uh, I'm going to give it a going to give it a nine and a half. I think. Damn, uh, dude, you're on a roll, man. Yeah, I know, man. We've watched some pretty good movies lately, and again, I mean, this is, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm basing it off the merit of of only the movie, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe it scores a little lower. But okay. because it's had so much time to marinate. And uh, and be a part of that elite 
group of horror movies. I mean, it's it's not just a classic. It's one of the greats. Like you have this is a must see. You have to watch this if you've never seen it. Nice. I am going to give it nine dirty pillows out of ten. <laughs> we have an uneven amount of dirty pillows. <laughs> right. um, this is this is definitely a must watch for all horror fans. It is like when you bring up horror or even if you research horror, like images from this movie will pop up. Right. Off top. And I believe it is one of the better uh, Stephen King adaptions. Yeah. And um, there, there's been a TV remake. And then a few years ago, there was a remake with Chloe Grace Moretz. They don't stand sure. up to the performance that Sissy Spacek did in this movie. So it definitely, in my, in my opinion, holds up. And mm-hmm. nine out of ten. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, the story itself, obviously, you got to start with a strong story. No problem there. Check. The director... You know, one of the greatest suspense directors of all time, check. The acting, I mean, some of the some of the best performances you've you've ever seen from anybody. Um, yeah, John Travolta was kind of just starting to feel his oats. You're right. I mean, he wasn't that great, but uh up your you know. nose with a rubber hose. Well, yeah, hey. <laughs> it was the start. We gotta admit though, it was the start of a very long career for, for that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go really strong eight on this one. This was. Uh, this was definitely one of the greats. Um, all three of us highly, highly recommend. If you haven't seen Carrie before, <laughs> first of all, why are you listening to the Horror Returns? Yeah. Uh, and secondly, go check it out right now. This is. This is a, a on the prerequisite list. You have yes. to have seen this movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move on to another. 1976 classic, The Omen. Uh, the Omen was directed by Richard Donner, also known for Superman. That's the one with Christopher Reeve in it. And also uh, a movie we talked about earlier tonight is somewhere in the conversation, The Goonies. Well, there you go. Uh, writer David Seltzer, also known for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which we reviewed f- before for the show. Damn. And uh, Prophecy, which we probably need to hit. At some point. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll get there. Um, One of the reasons why Gregory Peck accepted the role of a tortured father conflicted with guilt was because he had not been around when his son Jonathan committed suicide the year prior in 75. Um, The biggest problem with shooting Mrs. Blaylock and the ominous dog was that the animal was nothing like the creature he was supposed to be portraying. During filming, he wanted to lick and play with all the co-stars rather than threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, final, uh, now this is—I thought this was interesting. The taxi driver who takes Thorn around Italy can quite clearly be seen sporting a large bandage on his thumb. This was because Gregory Peck had, had accidentally slammed a car door onto his hand, nearly taking off his finger. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> it's because so, the movie's uh, cursed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll start on this one if you guys don't mind. Yeah. Because right. um, uh, as you recall, I kept I kept making these stupid references to Little Evil, which was like a a horrible attempt to make a, a comedic version of this. Uh, Little Evil, you should have stuck with the original. Um, this is this is a really good movie. It's not as good as The Exorcist, 
but it has a lot of the same themes, in my opinion, because you're dealing with, uh, you're in the context of a horror movie, but you're kind of dealing with issues that parents put up with <laughs> in real life. If you've had kids, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I hate it when the <laughs> nanny hangs herself. Fucking yeah, every that time. That was an awesome scene. <laughs> Um, no, this, this is, this is a, uh, definitely a classic, uh, definitely one that, uh, surprisingly I've only seen it maybe once and I'm kind of surprised I hadn't seen it more. In fact, um, about a third of the way through the movie, I was kind of thinking, have I actually seen the full movie? But you know, then I, then I saw the, the scene of the hanging nanny and I was like, okay, now I remember this. The kill scenes. Um, oh, dude, the scene at the uh, where he's riding the tricycle and his mom's changing the light bulb. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this kid is a little fucking shit. And the funny thing about this movie is that yes, he is the spawn of Satan. But which of us has not dealt with a kid that's that 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 we've thought of as being just like this little shit? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it so classic. These movies that are in a horror context, but they deal with real family issues. Um, you know, it's there. It was just a lot of fun. What uh, are you trying to say? That your kids are the spawn of Satan? <laughs> oh, we have a guest on the show. AJ, come here. <laughs> come on. Out. Oh, she's running away. AJ, uh, hey, come here. We want a woman's point of view. We we watched The Omen. Do you remember that one? Didn't want to see it? Why not? Oh, you watch some scary movies, but you specifically avoid ones that deal with what with what topics? The devil and things that can really happen. Religious horror. Ah, my wife was brought up Catholic. Ah, <laughs> those are the best movies. They're the scariest ones. <laughs> so, what do you think about this one, Phil? Uh, I I think that uh, it's even more of a classic than Carrie is. Oh, come um, on, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, this probably belongs in top five best horror movies. Wow. Uh, it's, it is, it, it's, it's a masterpiece, man. It's got a hell of a cast for the time period. For a horror movie? Like, who does that? Uh, is it as good as The Exorcist? No. But The Exorcist is my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, I, I do, however, think that this just influenced so many movies that came out final oh, destination for sure you know what i mean yep this has got some final destination moments in it Absolutely. that are crazy like the, a guy gets his head cut off with a pane of glass that comes off of a truck mm-hmm. there's like a <laughs> spear that falls down and impales this uh, preacher right and he's uh, like that 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 made me think of um uh what what was the movie about the police in England? Um, oh, the, the, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that reminded me of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> well, I'm sure they picked something up from it, right? It's uh, but I mean, it was like just that that imagery of of the priest being basically crucified by a spear standing there like that is pretty iconic, right? Um, the nanny that jumps off and and is and hangs herself is shocking to me every time it gives me yes i totally agree with you every time and just Mm -hmm. how almost excited to do it you know just hey damien look at me 
you know, it's all it's all for you. You know, it just you know, it it, it creeps me out every time I see it. I right? got goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> like I'm not joking. Uh, I I think there's a difference in being a little shit that you want to punt across the room, which happens a lot, um, <laughs> and being. <laughs> And being legitimately scary. This kid has like almost no lines in the whole movie. Right. And he is a scary motherfucker. Yeah, he's just got that he's got that look and that smile, right? He's just a he's just a creepy looking dude. And uh they played it up to their advantage. <laughs> and uh uh Gregory Peck in this was amazing. Um the acting was on point on every single character. There wasn't um, I don't really remember any scenes in this movie where I was like, I I mean, it's from 76, so it's it's a little bit dated, but there's not any scenes where I was like, well, that was, you know, really bad editing that you can just, you know, give it, give them a little points for the time, you know? Uh, I think that they did a good job on all of that stuff. Uh, I'm sure it had a, a, a quite a bigger budget um, than some of the other movies of the time frame, but... Uh, yeah, man, this one, this one is, if, if if you haven't seen Carrie and you haven't seen The Omen, go watch this one first. Hmm. Um, I'm going to agree with you. This is a de- another classic. Um, I'm not really into religious horror movies, that whole subgenre, but if you're going to watch a religious horror movie, this is, besides <laughs> The Exorcist. This is a good one. Watch, yeah, and it has one of my most favorite horror themes because when that when the movie starts and that theme kicks in it is fucking fantastic yes yeah yeah i think they won an oscar for that score huh did they yeah i think so that's pretty iconic music yeah um there's just so much i have a question do you guys think he knows he's the son of the devil yeah i think so because I know, I think it's part two. Ah, okay. See, I haven't seen part two or three. Okay, I'm, I might be getting this wrong, but I believe in the sequel, he doesn't know who he is until ah, somebody tells okay. him, and he's almost at first in denial about it. Right. And he doesn't want to accept it. So I always, because I've probably seen that, I don't know if that's the second or third one, I can't remember, but I've probably seen that one more than this one, and I've always wondered, did he, as a, as a, what was he, five in this movie? Mm-hmm. I always wondered, did he, did, did he know he was the son of the devil? Well, well from what you're I, saying, I guess not. Yeah, I actually, I heard of an interview, um, I didn't actually read it or see it or whatever, where uh, the director, Richard Donner, um, described it as a story of uh, the parents who have a lot of crazy coincidences with their kid that drives them into madness and uh, and and possibly doing the worst thing that you could imagine to your own child yeah killing your own child right right so the 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 scene where he oh i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say in that situation i mean everything just happened uh, as a coincidence around him, and maybe he's not an evil kid. Maybe he's just a kid, and his parents are ready to kill him for it. Yeah, because I never took the scene where <laughs> okay. I never took the scene where he knocked his mom over the rail uh, right. as purpose. 
I just yeah. felt it was ah, one of those coincidences okay. because I think that the the nanny opened the door and let him ride out there knowing true true that that would happen. Hmm. So that's a good that's a good way to look at. It. When I saw that scene, I was I was kind of taken back to The Shining there for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kid on the little yeah, kid riding the tricycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I guess that was a big wheel, right? That he was riding. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another scene that just fucking <laughs> it just drives me crazy is the the dogs. I don't even know how you right. even want to film that scene. It's, I mean, I mean, you know, I know there's stunt people, but you just got multiple dogs just just attacking you, which yeah. is fucking crazy. <laughs> and then yeah, like you brought up the decapitation scene, it it look it still looks good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty pretty cool. All practical effects. Fucking thank you. If they'd have done this movie now, mm-hmm. can you imagine how much CGI would be in there? Sure. Yeah, you David know, David Warner, what a what a creepy character he was. I didn't know what to think at first. When I first started seeing him taking pictures of everything, I thought he was kind of in on it, didn't you? Yeah, because this is one of those movies you just you don't know who's who's who, who's in on it. You know, my... My wife kind of came in near the end watching this, and then she's just like, "Well, who's that person?" And I'm like, "Well, they're kind of right. They kind of watch over Damien because you know they're kind of you know worshiping the devil type." And then as we were watching the movie, you know, you kind of don't know about this guy, and then mm-hmm. you kind of find out he he's not one of them. He's actually trying to help, kind and, of observing which, everything. Their nights pro- in Satan service, which he probably <laughs> should have minded his own business because you got the whole yeah. scene where if, if you're not going to kill him, I will. And I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, kind of knew the handwriting was was on the wall after he said that, huh? Yeah, and uh, another scene I always remember is the uh, the zoo scene, the the scene at the zoo. Yeah, the, oh, the yeah. animal park or whatever. Yeah, those animals were not fucking with Damien, not one bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And that's before all the CGI and shit, man. They got actual true, animals to do that shit. Yep. Yeah, I thought she was going to run over some of them baboons at first, the way she just, like, peeled off. And <laughs> very, very, this is, this is a lot of believable shit that goes down in this movie. And it, it yeah. is definitely right there with. If, if you're getting into horror and you want to watch like the main movies that I think everybody needs to watch, this is one of them. Definitely, yeah. definitely goes down it. as one of the scariest movies ever. Yeah, well, very well filmed for sure. Um, you guys ready for scores? Yep. So, uh, who started this one? <laughs> you did. I'm not keeping up very well. We're over here. AJ's packing. We're trying to get ready for our trip. And I'm kind of like not keeping up with things too well. So for that, I apologize, everybody. But uh, all right. So since I started um, The Omen, I did not enjoy it. As, I don't think as much as you guys did. Definitely not as much as Philip did. Um, I will say this. Compared to Little Evil, it definitely, it definitely is a classic. Um, see the omen, don't see little evil, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I will tell you this: one thing that I thought about after watching this movie, and I had kind of a breakthrough. And Brian, you're going to really appreciate this. And I think I'm going to try to. I'm, I'm going to email Tyler Perry about this. But next Halloween, oh, instead of Boo Three, picture this, boys: Who Medea versus Damien. 
Well. Pretty sure da- Damien has to win that. Uh, he is the son of the devil. But it's uh, if, hey, but she's Medea, baby. I think she would put this little shit in his place. <laughs> she would say, uh, we are not having any of that in this house. <laughs> I'd love to oh see my it. Gosh. I'd pay good money to see that one. I can't believe you had me watch that, and we didn't even review it. Okay. I had so much to say about it. All right. an review. <laughs> but I, but I did enjoy. But I did enjoy this movie. Not as much as quite as much as Carrie, which I gave an eight. So for the Omen, I give a seven point five, which is a good solid score. Uh, nice. I am going to. Uh, I can't quite give it a ten. I still think it's better than Carrie, uh, but it's not as good as The Exorcist. I'm going to give it a 9.75. We're going to get specific wow. today. Holy crap. <laughs> ah, hell nice of a movie, score, man. man. This, is a, this is a classic. This is okay. a must-see. Highly recommended. On a list of all times. I am almost there with you. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Damn. Uh, the acting is amazing. Um, I was totally involved through this movie from start to beginning. The deaths are spot on and then that music like i said is iconic so 9.5 all right cool there you have it two movies two high recommendations so all of you horror historians who are checking us out if you have missed either of these two time to go back and catch up we are moving on to another movie that some consider a classic the town that dreaded sundown so a little bit of trivia it was directed by charles d pierce also known for the, the the Bigfoot movie, The Legend of Boggy Creek. I've never seen that. I haven't either. I, I heard um, Blind Frankenstein always talk about it. Yeah, we got to check this never out. Got to figure out how to get it in there with a, with a Bigfoot movie. So. All right. Well, it shouldn't be hard to do because there's about 25 of them coming out. So <laughs> we'll figure something out. Uh, the writer was Earl E. Smith who also worked with Pierce on The Legend of Boggy Creek. So there you have it. It's a sign, boys. <laughs> we got to cover it. <laughs> um, this movie... All right, now, now we're getting down to the truth here. Truth bombs, boys. This movie is a semi-documentary. And it really is based on the real-life string of mysterious killings that terrorized the people of Texarkana, Texas, in 1946. The murder spree became known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders and ultimately would claim five lives and injure many others. The only description of the uh, killer ever obtained was that of a, quote, hooded man. Uh, Sounds pretty much like the movie, huh, Brian? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, To this day, no one has ever been convicted of these murders and they still remain unsolved. Um, But then we got this piece of trivia. (laughs) While based on a true story, the film's creative liberty strays so far from the real events that Dr. Robert Kerr, a Texarkana journalist, wrote about the movie, quote, Poetic license has rarely been stretched so thin. (laughs) And he described the movie as, quote, total fiction. So, you, you mind if I start on this one, too? Yeah, very near and dear to my heart. Um, so I grew up a, a little young boy, very close to where Kevin's favorite character, Young Sheldon, grew up. 
Longview, Texas. And we, we were uh, up in the uh, northeast part of Texas, what you call the absolute armpit of the state. Um, we're about an hour from Shreveport, Louisiana. And, uh, yeah, country. Country folk. Uh, or as, or as some, sometimes they say now, po-white trash. I'm sure you've heard that term, Brian. Yeah. Lots of po-white trash up, up there around Texarkana. <clears throat> so... I got to see the trailer for this movie. I remember it vividly, like it was yesterday, man. This is actually the trailer for this movie got me into horror. It was one of the things that really pushed me in that direction. My parents would take me on weekends. We would go to the drive-in movie theater. Um, again, everybody, if you're listening, you know I'm an old fart because I was around in 76. So we went to the uh, drive-in theater, and I remember one particular weekend we were there... Not sure what movie we were watching, but I saw a trailer for this movie. It scared the ever-living daylights out of me. This trailer kept me awake for weeks on end. Gave me bad nightmares for months. Um, it looked like it was going to be the scariest thing ever done. And I got I got such a high out of getting uh, getting scared from watching the trailer on this movie that it pushed me into horror movies. I really give this a lot of credit between this and starting reading Stephen King um, by reading the, fir- the first King story or book I ever read was The Shining, and it, that was around this same time, maybe a couple of years after. So I thought I was expecting a really scary movie. I was not expecting this fucking lowdown, semi-comedy, garbage, piece of shit that this fucking movie is. <laughs> This movie was garbage, man. I don't know what the disconnect was between the incredibly scary trailer and the actual delivery of the film. But I'm going to be quiet now, and I'm going to let you talk, Brian. What did you think? I, for a minute there, I was about to feel really bad, Lance, because I thought you loved this movie, and I was about to shit all (laughs) over this movie. This was boring as hell. I didn't. (laughs) I did not understand the tone that they were going for because at times it was serious and then it would get right. into like there's a scene where they're searching for the killer and the lady's pointing at a trash can and a cat jumps out then like wacky music plays and they're just looking at each other like oh shucks right. and I, some of the car like there's even car chase scenes or, or sure, I don't even sure. know that it was like almost comedic and then you had the the deputy or the patrolman what was it spark plug was his spark name plug. spark plug was he was he supposed to be the comedic relief yeah well i kind of like that one scene where he was in drag and the guy was fucking with him i thought that was kind of funny and I, oh, did, yeah. I did enjoy i gotta tell you i got a sick sense of enjoyment out of the trombone deal yeah, <laughs> it was Aside fucking weird. Is scenes, this it was at least creative. Time, yeah, but I kind of wanted to see what was actually killing her right. with the trombone. The <laughs> trombone is killing see, her. I mean, he just seemed like he was dim tapping bones, her. Dim bones. <laughs> I don't know if it was his horrible music he was playing or what. That's because, what it was. He's just not very good. Um, the acting was really bad. Oh, man. I swear <laughs> to God, deaths, there were... There, I swear to God, Brian, there were there were scenes when I could at literally see the cue cards reflected in the eyeballs of the of the guys reading them. <laughs> I mean, this 
movies. I normally I mean, would think you're exaggerating, but I don't think that right now. Yeah, because <laughs> and and apologies to anybody that that likes this movie and holds it up in high regard. It's but a cult it just classic, man. It's like one of those movies where like, why don't we just start making our own movies? Because right. I'm not an actor, but come on. There was just scenes. I don't know. The death scenes were not even exciting at all. It was just. I didn't. I, didn't I don't know. I didn't understand the killer. Like, I didn't. I didn't know what. Nobody knew what his motivations were. And right. he just kind of like chose random ass weapons. I didn't. I, I did the whole him using a gun thing. I didn't like either. Right. Did, did he have a silencer on his gun? Yeah. Takes away from being a slasher flick, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, like, what the fuck is going on? There were a few minutes there when I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. This is like literally one of the first slashers ever. And then he would pull out a gun with a silencer. I was like, "Uh, not so cool. And there was (laughs) there was just times where you know the the actual you know character, the hooded guy. Right. There was times where he looked, you know, menacing. But then there's other times when I'm like, why don't someone just kick his ass? And I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. It, this was I've I actually I've never. This is my first time watching this. Um, uh-huh. I've seen the I, I own the, the remake, which I actually prefer because it, it's the remake's what? done kind of cool. What makes it um, worth making a remake from this movie, though? Well, I mean, what rem- inspired someone to do a fucking remake based on this piece of shit? Well, the, the remake is pretty cool because they actually watched this argument. movie. They watched this movie on the anniversary of mm-hmm. the actual murders. I don't remember. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm just saying I, I don't remember the remake that much, but was it in Texarkana was it, or was it like a fictional town? Um, I think... Not sure. I can look it up, but I just remember liking the whole aspect okay. of them celebrating the movie by watching it. You know, they, the sure. town gets together and watches the movie on the anniversary of the murders, and then, uh, you know, so the murders start happening again. And though the death scenes in that movie were far more better than this. I don't want to call it. I'm not going to call <laughs> it don't, shit. You don't say. <laughs> but overall, I just... This movie's only an hour and a half, and it just felt like right. it took forever. And yeah. It felt like I just, six and a half hours. <laughs> and I was very bummed because, you know, we got two classics in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I know I know people hold this as a classic, and then I was eager to watch it, and I was exactly. just completely let down. Oh, Those people are trailer. wrong. <laughs> yes. Philip, give us your two, two cents worth, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know if I can give it a fair review um, because Watch I didn't that. finish it. I <laughs> and I didn't fall asleep during this one. It was by choice. I watched about half of it, and I was like, "Man, this is going nowhere fast." And uh, so I turned it off and tried to watch Veronica. Okay. <laughs> that one I fell asleep during. Oh no! <laughs> I knew I only had a certain amount of hours left, and I needed to cool the week. Right. <laughs> and the town that dreaded sundown was not going to be it. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, I guess, if anything, like you said, Brian, it 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 at least spawns the question. Fuck, I could do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe it's given us some great directors of our time. Who knows? Could be inspiration. Um, yeah, I I think yeah, I I think the comedy relief was uh, completely unnecessary in a docudrama that was 
a sort of docudrama, but not really. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, because there was times when, like, it. with the narration, it almost kind of had that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel. Yeah. And then it would just go into this, like, wacky, like... I don't know. It was, it was the, the tone was just all over the place. Yes. Yeah, what, what the hell? <laughs> what was it trying to be, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. Um the the best part about it is uh when they were talking about it, it was in Texarkana and I'm like, "Hey, I've driven through that town a lot." And mm-hmm. uh that's 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 about the highlight of that movie for me. Okay. The killer was um, kind of cool looking for. Uh, yeah, you know, I love the, the I love the the hooded the hooded mask or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Know? There was times when you know, especially with with his heavy breathing. Yeah, and you know he just looked like you know a killer, but then yeah. just I don't know, just another <laughs> scene would happen, and I was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like like I like I said, man, when he brought out that trombone with a knife on it. You know, I, I kind of started getting that hostile, like that Eli Roth type feel, like that torture porn. Oh, oh it had a, it had fun, a knife you know? on it. Yeah, he, he took. Oh, okay. he used duct tape. Dude, he's so fucking East Texas that he took a knife and he duct taped it to the end of the fucking. Trauma, okay, that's dude. that's how that's how much I wasn't paying attention because that's when you I thought he was just I thought he was just using the trombone. <laughs> yeah. Like that's when you that's when you go from cold blooded killer to all right, dude. You just got way too much time on your hands. Yeah, because he he goes from stabbing people to using a trombone, and then all of a sudden he has a gun with the silencer. I'm like, you're all over the place, guy. Oh man! All right. On that note, (laughs) you guys ready for scores? Yeah this this movie was fucking uneventful. All right. Yeah, there well, you go. That's <laughs> so that should went, be the tagline. This movie was fucking uneventful. <laughs> I think I went first, right? Yep. Okay, so childhood memories of the trailer, I give a nine out of ten. The movie itself, I give a two. <laughs> two out of ten. <laughs> Who's next? Um, I'll go uh, for your description of the trailer. I'll give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> for this movie, I will give it a two. I will probably never watch this movie ever again. Why would you? Wow! Why, why would we bother, man? There's way too much good horror out there. Yeah, I and I give think... it, I, I give it a two because I like the look of the character, and there, there was at times yeah. where, like I said, it kind of felt Texas Chainsaw Massacre ish. With the I narration, give, I give and, it, I, but no John Larroquette and no joint to, yeah. to paid to him to get him to do it right. And it and it did have that kind of gritty, dirty kind of feel to it. True, true. But then oh, they would stop just stop it. You're going to get me to raise my score to no, 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 no. One. Stop it. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna keep it at a two. I just wanted to explain because okay. it, it, my review probably sounded like I completely should have gave this a zero, but there there was a couple points in there. <laughs> I give it. Hey, I give it one point for the trombone. And one point for the comedy act with the guy in drag. I'm glad you explained that trombone. I thought he just actually killed her with the trombone. It would have been cooler that way. <laughs> Duct tape the fucking knife to a trombone. All right, nerd. <laughs> That's when whoever was like his buddy was like, why didn't you just get a goddamn gun? What the fuck is the matter with you? And then the next scene, he has a gun. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 it rarely happens where we give a, a really bad movie the same score. I'm going to say two. Uh, (laughs) but uh, it's it's based off only half the movie man like i I didn't i didn't want to finish it um i have no reason to go back and watch it again and uh i really look forward to not doing so (laughs) so sorry that that movie sucks this is one of the rare cases where we're gonna say check out the remake not the original yeah not a classic if if somebody tells you this is a classic, they are wrong. Run the other way. <laughs> okay. Well, as always, we want to we want to thank you guys for hanging in with us. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. There you go. Hey, love song. Fucking um, seventy six, man. Absolutely. A hell, of, hell of a year for movies. Fuck yes. Any way you look at it, and we probably could have randomly picked any third movie, and it would have been hell hella better than this one, right? Yeah, this was not hella good. Wait a minute. Do you guys get the feeling that uh, Kevin's going to write into us and tell us how much he loved this movie? I wouldn't doubt it. It wouldn't surprise me, but I also don't think that this is that big a movie, man. I, this is okay. this is not even hella good in Kevin territory. All right. All right. Well, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean. Just search for The Horror Returns. Also, look for us on iTunes. And, Philip, what should they do if they like what they hear? Uh, rate us and review us. Five stars, preferably, please. Yes, please rate and review us. It really helps our show out on iTunes. Cool. We're trying to get you the best product possible. Full yeah. free, bitches. Help we us out. We are doing a GoFundMe to come up with a remake of uh, <laughs> I can't, the Town of Dreaded stuff. I know, right? I can't even get the goddamn name of the movie right. All right. <laughs> I'm uh, like, the sound, the, the, I don't know, the thing that didn't the, like the moon. I can't fucking remember the, the name trom- of The trombone that saved Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, summer of week? Sam, but a long time ago in Texas. <laughs> right. Uh, next week, Brian, what's it going to be, man? We are going to do The Strangers, Pray at Night. And, of course, we're going to do the 2008 The Strangers, which is celebrating its right. 10th anniversary. Cool. So until the horror returns again, good.